Okay. Um. Okay. All right. So I'm included in yours at least. Does it say that I'm broadcasting and all that? Yeah, it does say that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. Let me just pull up. All right. Well, uh, just whenever you want to start, Ty. If you want to do the introductions and then. All right. Hey guys, uh, it's the James. I'm sorry, it's uh, Three's a podcast. I'm the James. We have uh, Mr. Pulaski and Lord Reda, and today Mr. Pulaski is going to be talking about uh, jokes and taking it too far. Go yeah, ahead, Mr. Pulaski. Sure. So, uh, just something that I think is becoming more and more like relevant. Um, it's something that I I, th I think it's actually something that society has just been dealing with forever and it's it's actually mm -hmm. frustrating to me that people haven't figured it out yet um, yeah. but i just wanted to talk about the relationship between you know taking offense and and comedy in general and oh, yeah. uh i mean i think i'm mm -hmm. there's kind of two sides of this whole thing which is there's some things you shouldn't joke about and you take things too far and you should always punch up and you know uh -huh. And then there's yeah. the other side of it, which is generally, no, everything goes in comedy. Now, I'm actually on uh -huh. that latter side, everything goes in comedy. Although, mm. I think it's important to point out, there is times where you can just be, I mean, to be blatant, like being a dick. And uh, yeah, it's important to find where the lines are. I think as far as a comedian on stage performing... Mm. I think anything goes right. if you're trying to be funny. Now, I think you can say this isn't funny or it's not done correctly or it's hacky or whatever if you want to. Yeah. But mm -hmm. but you really can't say, oh, you can't joke about that thing or that's too offensive to joke about because right, 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 it's right. so subjective. Where can you find the line? And if mm. it's not okay to joke about, does that mean it's not okay to talk about? Um, right. And uh, – Basically, you know, just to start off, I wanted to talk about comedy in general. I know Evan will have a, a lot to say about it, be having done stand-up himself. And I think, I don't know about you, James, but uh, you know, I know, I know, me and uh, Lord Radar are pretty, pretty big fans of comedy generally. But oh yeah, I'm I'm always on, you know, team comedian. I don't even care if if I don't I don't even care. I might hate the comedian, but if some comedian's getting right. backlash for saying something offensive on stage. The thing that frustrates me about it is an actor can play a villain. An actor can play a mm -hmm. horrible villain that's killing people. I mean, you can play. Yeah. You can. No one's attacking James Brolin because he portrayed a character that that killed half the universe. Spoiler alert. Right. And it's right, like, right. no one's saying like, oh, well, this is too far. That's a that's that's the genocide of half the galaxy. That's not. That's fucked up. I can't believe you would portray such a character. So why everyone's like, yeah. no, that's a really cool character and a really cool portrayal of it. So why can't a comedian right. go up on stage and say nonsense that he doesn't actually believe? He's playing a, he's putting an act on. But for some reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of a sudden it becomes offensive. And I understand to right. be fair that there is a, you know, it's comedians do speak their minds too. So it's kind of hard to tell sometimes yeah. when is this an act and when is it not. But I'm focusing on the stuff that's blatant humor, that's blatant jokes, or at least attempts at humor. I think the biggest example recently, obviously, was the Louis C.K. thing. He, you know, his set got yeah. leaked. 
and everyone was mm -hmm. up in arms because he made some jokes, some jokes about school shootings. I haven't actually listened to the full clip. Um, I've seen right. sni I've seen snippets, but the gist of it is he's making fun of the Parkland school shooting or something. And yeah. then you get all these people saying like, "Oh, this is disgusting and horrible," and he, you're advocating for mm -hmm. school shootings. It's like, right? This is a whole other topic because I think most of this comes from the fact that Louis, all the allegations against Louis C.K. and the the whole, mm -hmm. you know, his sexual misconduct. And I think that they're right. because of that. Because here's the thing: Louis C.K. has been doing jokes like that forever. That's his sense of humor. Right. He says mm. horrible shit, and that he's this angry, redheaded guy saying horrible stuff, and that's kind of partly why it's so great. So all of a sudden, everyone right. changed their tune, and now they all hate him. Uh, but, mm -hmm. I mean, w well, what do you guys think, just off the bat? Do you think it's okay to make jokes, for instance, about something as horrible as a school shooting? Um, so uh, I, I have a couple thoughts to that when you're talking about a comedian. Um, and, and when, and when you're talking about just, just in general, um, so yeah, de depending on the context and, and stuff, uh, I understand that there's going to be people that get offended, but when you're paying to go to a comedian and you get upset, you paid for that. That's your own problem. And so, um, I, I don't think that a comedian if he's if he's on stage and he says something like that, I don't think that he should get flack for it um, by other people. Now, if like there might be a time where he's like, "Oh man, you know that's probably like too much," you know, but I, I think that's like kind of a self-reflective thing. But I don't think other people should get offended because they're they're paying, you know, uh, for that the the experience, you know, the laugh or whatever. Um, it's, it's, it's the same thing. Like you said, like paying for a movie, you know, what's going to be in the movie. If you get offended, like that's, that's your own problem. You, you paid for the movie. You, you paid for that experience. So, right. I, um, yeah. Um, when it comes to like, uh, social like interaction, you know, it, it's obviously, um, uh, Golly, it, you know, you, you need to be able to kind of sense who you are around um, in order to, to make the jokes that you make. And so, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a, a discretion. Is, is, yeah, have discretion uh, with, with other people, obviously. So, yeah, I, don't know. I think, uh, well, uh, what do you think, Lord Rada? Well, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I don't think that most comedians are out to piss people off. Instead, uh, if you're paying to go see a comedian, chances are you've seen one of their sets on YouTube and you know what their sense of humor is. So, if it's, you know, if it's one of those situations where, oh, I thought it was, you know, it was funnier because when I watched it on Netflix, but in person it pissed, you know. Yeah. Now, if, if, you're, if you're somebody that, you know, you just saw something on Netflix, you know, like Louis C.K. Or, uh, I don't know if his specials are even still on there. But you, you see a Netflix special from a comedian, and you're offended, just don't watch the, just don't watch his stuff anymore. It's, it's that simple. You know, um, we've had, 
offensive, you know, we've had the content that's been deemed offensive forever. And, you know, I never had, I never had an issue, like, you know, even in church, like there are people that are offended by certain content. And besides a certain percentage, most of them just go, oh yeah, we don't watch that show or we don't like those kind of movies. And they don't, you know, so they don't go on a crusade to end whatever it was. But for some reason with comedy, it's, I, I think it's more personal because it's a performer doing a live show. Yeah. Um, yeah. For example, like, you know, I, I've done some one-offs in the past where I know I definitely never would have gotten away with it, saying it in real, you know, in a, a social interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had one example where I went to, I was at an open mic, and this one, uh, this one woman gets up on the stage and just start. She started roasting me, like we we knew each other, and um, she starts comparing me to Christian Grey and just tells a, tells just a whole bunch of Christian Grey jokes. Uh, uh, explain who Christian know, Grey is. Christian Grey is the male character in Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> so. She gets up there and she gives me this whole comparison to me and the uh, the woman I had with me at the time, uh, you know. And so I got up on stage after her whole because I went right after her, and I just looked at her and I said, "The only thing I have in common with Christian Gray is that I want you to get your tubes tied." And oh my god! You know, anyone in that room could have gotten offended by that joke. The thing is. There's an unwritten rule, of course, among comedians, where if you roast somebody, you have to take what comes back to you. Yeah. In any social interaction, I, everybody would have hated me for saying that. Yeah. But, you know, on stage, everybody knows we're having, you know, most people know we're having fun and we're, you know, we're riffing on each other. Right. Now, if that had been, you know, some, if a video had been taken of that and that had been posted on Twitter... I would have been infamous overnight if the right activist posted it and everybody would have hated me because they wouldn't have gotten the context. And they yeah, have, right. or, you know. or even on paper. I mean, imagine imagine somebody from the Wichita Eagle. Um, I'm assuming you did the stand-up in Wichita, but uh, imagine somebody from the... It's a big enough city that I think it's okay to mention. But uh, if someone from the Wichita Eagle happened to be in the audience and then wrote some article about... This is the kind of trash comedy that's coming up in comedy clubs, and they wrote about that with no context. And you just saw yeah. some guy gets on, up on stage and tells a woman she needs to get her tubes tied. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's some misogynist who, you know, or, or you know, imagine how you could spin that comedy. Usually, especially stand-up comedy, does not. I mean, honestly, it doesn't look that great on paper. It's not that funny on paper. It's a lot of times right. it's the context and the infliction and everything about it is about the presence of you there. And so, I right. mean, if someone could imagine if there an article like that came out and it's like, that's the kind of shit we're dealing with. And it's kind of hard too. And I don't think any comedian should have to defend any jokes like that. Cause once you're up on that yeah. stage, it's now an act. When a, yeah. you know, when a, when a magician yeah. goes up on stage, uh, you know, we don't, we don't start shouting to burn them at the stake and oh my god witches are real we we you realize it's an act and you 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 enjoy uh-huh. the show and why right, is it right, only right, right. with comedy seems to be the only type of act that ever 
that and by the way I, i'm i'm guessing that that christian grejo killed right uh, i mean people it probably went over fairly well uh, I don't yeah but people weren't offended crowd. right no yeah no so um my, my retort got a very good response but uh you know at those open mics most of the people there are comedians well, that's so, what I meant. Was sorry, I meant your your tubes tied line. Um, but you know, yeah. another one. You know, I got to the point where there were some dumb people that were coming on a regular basis to watch me perform. There was a couple that thought everything I was saying on stage was real because they were they were asking me about stories I was telling. Um, like you know, I have, I have the one line that I do where you know I say my my girlfriend used to always. Uh, come to me and come to me concerned that she was overweight and I would always lovingly tell her you're not fat you're short for your weight you should be 810 and <laughs> that joke kills but of course there was a couple people coming back I can't believe you would speak to your girlfriend that way and I'm like they, they actually thought I was just this huge douchebag that was going around I was actually saying a lot of these, these lines you know to people so, yeah and so there's a problem there just with the idea that people don't even know, you know, people people don't even know that the context they should have when seeing comedy almost. And uh, it's, it's, it's interesting, but the, the idea there that that joke kills, it's a, it, if you said that in real life to anyone, to your actual girlfriend, it'd be a real shitty thing to say. It'd still be kind of funny if you said it that way, to be honest. But it would—you wouldn't actually say that because it would be mean, and and it could, you know. So, but the the thing the thing about that is the the context is so important, and the fact that when you go on stage, people should realize it's now an act. Now, if you did some kind of interview afterwards, and someone said, "Hey, is that really true? Did you really say that to your girlfriend?" and you said. Oh yeah, yeah, she's a real dumb fat bitch. Um, I fucking hate her or something. Oh then people, sorry for the cursing, but then people might actually get offended because because now you're actually now it's real life and now you're actually stating what you believe, and that is a tough thing. A lot of comedians tell true stories and a lot of comedians make stuff up, um, but it's the thing is the whole crowd there is laughing and. They're there. They're having the experience. They get it. The person who's reading an article about it, they don't get it. They weren't there. They don't know the situation. I was just thinking um, anytime I'm hanging out with friends or something and, and at a context, I say, I mean, you were, Lord Reddy, you were down here a couple weeks ago for New Year's. We were all saying horrible stuff like roasting each other and just saying terrible things. Now, if someone just on a typewriter, you know, like a stenographer just wrote out everything we said and read it back, we would sound like horrible, terrible people. But no one there was offended. Everyone in the room is laughing. We're all having a good time. Like, and it's so important, that context. You can't just take things like that and put them in some other completely clinical situation, like, you know, where it's very straight, straight lace and like a news reporter's reading your joke and it's like that would be yeah it's so i just but the thing that's frustrating is why do people not get this still 
How do you not yeah. get that everything's okay in comedy? Everything's okay. If you get offended, like you said, you probably shouldn't be going to see the show. You should probably get an idea for the yeah. comedian you're seeing. Or, mm -hmm. or just oh, leave. Yeah, if you don't like it, just leave. But here's the thing. If you're so touchy that you're gonna, it's going to ruin your day or, or, or be traumatic for you to... You know, for you to come go to a comedy show because you might hear something that really traumatizes you, you're probably not fit to be going out to comedy shows. You might not be mm -hmm. fit to be going out in public because who knows what someone might say to you on the street. Like, that's something you need to, to buff yourself up a little bit for. But where I think, um, what I think is interesting, well, and this kind of moves into the next point is, on the other hand, I don't think that is to say that no one should ever be offended by anything. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I had an argument with a friend who said, if someone's getting offended, that's their fault and that's on them. I should be able to say whatever I want and that's their fault. And to an extent, I do think it's true. You, you should toughen yourself up for the world. You shouldn't nerf the world around mm -hmm. you, generally as a rule. Right. But I said to the guy, he said, no, I never get offended and people who get offended, that's their fault. I said to the guy, I said, okay, so if I'm at your father's funeral – now, and I go up to you, and everyone's given their, their uh, condolences, and I come up to you and say, I think your father is a total rat bastard. I think he's a piece of trash, and I, I'm glad he died. I said, what would mm -hmm. you do? He said, I'd probably punch you in the face. And I said, yeah, because you'd get offended. Now, so my point is that this whole, like, no one should ever be offended by anything, it's like, in everyday life, you can't, you do, you should be careful sometimes about what you say and what jokes you make. I mean, staying right. on the uh, morbidness of people dying, if someone's, let's say someone's little brother just died, he just drowned in a swimming pool or something. The next day, would anyone with a, any decency be making jokes about him drowning in the pool to her? No, like you'd be a terrible person. She's in a time of grief. Mm -hmm. So that's where I think there is a line in real life, especially with comedy like you do have to you don't want to be an a-hole right but i don't know what you guys think about yeah. that do you think people it's on the person like if you're making jokes it's always on the person or do you think that you do have a little bit of a responsibility to about how you say things and ta being tactful well yeah no i, I think you Yes, yeah, sometimes it can be on the person, but yeah, I think you do need to, to like I said before, be discerning, um, and um, like you said, yeah, they need to do research and, and stuff like that. I mean, you know, YouTube's out there. It's, it, you know, watch some videos or whatever, and if you think he's funny and then you're like, oh, man, he said a joke that's really offensive, then yeah, don't pay for the show, um, but yeah, I, I, I think being discerning is, is very important, um, especially in social situations. Uh, knowing, you know, uh, you don't you don't just say say um, you don't just say the stuff that you're thinking. You know, everyone everyone has to be careful of what comes out of their mouth every single time, uh, no matter what, and so. I think that it's very important to be very careful, uh, you know, uh, depending on, on what's going on, you know, uh, the, the person saying the joke, yes, does need to be careful. 
um, depending on the, the people around him and um, where he's at and the environment and stuff like that. Uh, like I was telling you before uh, about my life group, you know, um, we just had the opportunity of, of moving houses and moving to a bigger house. And I tell you that the first house I was at was, you know, still very nice, but there was no way that I would be as open as I am now um, at this second house because it just feels more loose and, you know, I, um, yeah, there, there's a lot more explanation that goes in there, but, you know, uh, anyone would know that, you know, the, how they're, the, the friends they have are, are very different and uh, typically people, you know, have different friends around them and they know how to act towards those different types of people. Um, they know what to say, how to say it, and what tone to use, and all of that. But um, it, when it comes to a comedian, you know, he is there to to entertain you, and and anything that he says, yes, does go because you're paying for his entertainment, and he is going to be um, as. Uh, He's going to use the discretion. If he's a very vulgar person, then, you know, he's just going to, it, it's going to come out of his mouth. And that's what you paid for. So I, um, I don't understand why these people are uh, getting angry or anything like that. Now, school shootings, pretty horrible. Um, people make jokes about 9-11. Uh, was it that hashtag never forget or whatever that, that stuff is? Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, so I don't know, but people make jokes um, about that too. School shootings happen all the time. 9-11 uh, is obviously probably a one-time thing. Either way, people are going to make death jokes, any, any type of violent jokes, vulgar jokes, sexual jokes, whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. Jokes are jokes. Um, oh, the Holocaust jokes. I hear those a lot, you know. Uh, Jew jokes or whatever, talking about uh, there being a baby in the oven when you're watching the what, what was it Neighbors, uh, saying uh, I can't remember was it? there there was a scene where Seth Rogen uh, has like uh, there's like this Jewish couple next door and and she and she she had a baby and uh, he's he made this joke about there being a Jew in the oven. He's a Jew himself, you know. Yeah. Um. So is it you know it's it's okay or whatever. Um, but yeah, you, you know, you have, you have those types of types of things, but, um, it, it's, it's just the amount of discretion, uh, being very aware of your surroundings, uh, definitely in social situations, but you, and, and he is there to entertain you. Um, and so I, I, Uh, the 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 most recent thing I, I'd say that happened. This this is actually dealing with music. Is when um, there was some that um, called someone to sing. A, Remember and, Kendrick? Uh, yeah, and um, that he you know the the rap that he had uh, had the the N word in, and and it was part of the and she was singing it. Uh, you know, he got mad at his audience because. <laughs> I guess I, I'm I'm pretty sure the majority was black, you know. It's it's the uh, I don't know that that uh, I don't want to call it like a double standard, but it's like it's like the uh, you know 
you can't say that because you're white and stuff like that. No, it's his show and she should not get flack for that because he called her up there. It's, it's that type of thing. And you guys paid for the show. So, you know, yeah. Right. It's so, yeah, that's another level because yeah. Why are you this guy saying the N word, every Mm -hmm. other word for 20 minutes. And now some white chick comes up here to essentially quote, this other guy, and now you don't want to hear the word yeah. all of a sudden. But, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think, you know, I mean, and it gets pretty extreme. I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i sure both of you guys followed the Count Dankula case. Did you guys see that whole thing? Uh, no, I did not. It was it was know. the, the British guy. Dankula? The guy Br- online handles Count Dankula, and he made a YouTube. He taught his pug to, uh, to salute Hitler. Oh, yeah. Basically, <laughs> and he trained him to do it by using the phrase "gas the Jews," and then the dog would would put his <laughs> put his arm up. Yeah, so that's, that's clearly funny. it's clearly a yeah. pug. Now, even uh-huh. if you don't think it's funny, you might think it's bad taste or whatever. But he literally uh, was going to be jailed for this. What? I mean, if you think free speech still exists uh, in the in what it is now. You can look it yeah. up, but uh, I think at this point he found some way to. He he's not in jail. He got enough support, or he got some way, but he has to pay some massive fine. We're making a joke. I think uh, he was basically a YouTuber before that, because uh, that video wow. it was the the printer that broke Alex Jones, mm-hmm. and he he brought the Alex mention Jones, it was the a violation of free speech. Alex Jones the. Uh, you hear news anchor. I, I call him a political commentator. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, pundit. But he up, so I get up. At that time, it only thousand views. Day mm-hmm. it was like in the and his channel was like that was the best. Sometimes getting offended can't be the best thing for you know for. But it, like I thought it was ridiculous. Right. You have a dog, who he's probably trained to get a treat every time he says that, and then the dog does mm-hmm. that motion. People, the dog racist. And, what? That's was, oh my god! It, it was just the insanity I've ever seen. You know, and I'm not yeah. saying that to be edgy. It's just just a, what you know. People for over a innocent. Why too is next? Something that it's being violent, citing it's it's racist. That just means saying the phrase "ask the Jews is racist." Because to consider the fact, I guess I'm uh, I guess I'm a bigot. Uh huh. Because you yeah. know, I just, I just, uh, I just said the the Jews. And if content or just says that you want content, you can't self Because that video, they're violence. They're and yeah. quote citing. Mm-hmm. They're they're now being clearly a joke. So it's yeah. it's pretty kind of humor. It's like something uh-huh. you know hilarious you and your friends would do when you were when you're you know 11 is trained so when you have a yeah. bunch of adults that are getting offended by such a tame thing and then also if that mm-hmm. guy's getting here's what's important too if that guy is if that's if that guy is um should be go to jail or be sent to jail or be fined or whatever then so yeah. should so should plenty of other british people like the i mean 
if that's so offensive, uh, then uh, look at like uh, I can't think of their names right now, but the Monty Python guys. Yeah, uh, they they've definitely made fun of Hitler and 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 that sort of thing before, and and of plenty of other subjects. Are you going to go back and start arresting people? Um, I mean, look yeah. at like uh, um, what I'm thinking. Oh, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks is the perfect example. Mel Brooks is pretty much universally beloved by everyone. One of the great actors of all time. Yeah. He, I mean, he did short films where he straight up made fun of it. He dressed up as Hitler all the time and made fun of him all the time. He he did yeah. the producers, and there's the whole thing in the producers with the whole scene, Springtime for Hitler, which I was singing earlier when uh -huh. I got on. And it's like, <laughs> should he go to jail? And the yeah. thing about that is, what people don't realize is when Mel Brooks does that stuff, he thinks, Mel Brooks has said before that he thinks best way you can get back at someone like Hitler. Them, belittle right. them. Mm -hmm. Like, so you can't make fun of something? It's a, you know... I don't know. Look, at, look at the PewDiePie fiasco. Right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was a big one. Yeah. Um, which, uh, you know, I, I personally think it was hilarious, but I have an edgier sense of humor. I, you uh -huh. know, but right. just the the huge backlash over a really you know minor, really minor joke that he made, which I, mm. I think he kind of knew what he was doing honestly. Um, right. I think it's that we're at that point where some people are doing it just to get controversies going. Well, yeah, it could I be. don't know. I don't know if he, I don't know if he knew what he was doing because he. Are we talking about he, the original Wall Street Journal thing? Yeah, yeah. He. I don't think he, he was felt... doing that on purpose because they sifted through a bunch of old footage, and like yeah. got several times about it. I might say more recently oh. that he's definitely been controversial yeah. on purpose, but maybe, maybe yeah, not yeah, him yeah, specifically. Definitely. But you know, I'm noticing. I am noticing a trend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's you know it's gotten to the point where you have. You know, like you were talking about earlier, we have two camps. We have the ones that think anything goes, and then we have the ones mm -hmm. that uh, are offended by so much that you always wanted to be edgy. And now yeah. they've become the people that I couldn't stand in church that want to censor all my mm -hmm. jokes and make them more friendly for, you know, they want to make them more, yeah. more agreeable for everybody around me. It's like... Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, well, you know, now, now you have conservatives, and they're making their, the edgy jokes. And yeah. the, the only the only difference is what the edgy joke is has kind of changed, except for the mm -hmm. few universal. You right. Know. It to be uh, yeah. attacking in that way, but it's just it just that's the best way you can describe. It. Some people are like willfully dumb. I mean, and and mm -hmm. and the example for me is like. Uh, by the way, if anyone really wants to see a really good anti-PC stand-up special that addresses a lot of this uh -huh. stuff, I would suggest Ricky Gervais's most recent special because he basically tackled like every taboo subject you're not supposed to joke about now and basically <laughs> pointed out how silly it is. But one of the things he got so much backlash for was trans he made some transgender jokes about uh, you know Caitlyn Jenner. And... Yeah. Uh, also, Dave Chappelle got in trouble uh, a year or so before that because he, he mentioned transgenders in one of his. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's important to note 
that like for instance this is just me talking a little bit more about comedy but one right. basic thing of comedy is something unusual or you're doing mm -hmm. something that someone else is you know if i went if i right. crawled on all fours and went and took a and and started peeing on a fire hydrant that's inherently funny and the reason why it's funny people don't do that dogs do that right it might be juvenile but that's the point right is that it's very simple right. if if when people do that thing mm -hmm. dog through the drive through at mcdonald's so it looks like the dog's driving the car why yes. is that funny it's funny because dogs don't drive cars so uh -huh. the fact that you have to explain humor like this, but here's the reason why you should be able to make a joke about a transgender person or a gay person or anyone or a white person or whatever. I don't care who it is. You can yeah. make a joke about transgenders aren't very common. So if a man, especially if it's someone who has very, you know, the physique of a man is dressed like a woman, the reason yeah. why you should be able to make jokes about that. And it's funny is because it's unusual. Just like you don't see mm -hmm. a dog driving a car. When you see a man dressed up like a woman, it's funny. When you see a woman dressed up like yeah. a man, it's funny. So I'm not saying attacking them personally or whatever choices they want to make, that's fine. But the point is mm -hmm. when people act like, oh, you can't joke about that, it's like then you don't understand comedy if you can't joke about that. Right. That's a basic comedy thing is unusual things are funny. Right, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. If I decided I want yeah. to walk around shirtless with my nipples pierced and, and write, um, I, I have a boner for Trump in spray paint on my chest, <laughs> Am I going to get offended when people laugh? Now, look, you might totally support me and be like, okay, yeah, like that's your thing. Cool. I like that guy. He's a cool guy. Yeah. He's a little weird, but he's a cool guy. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to laugh and go, he's a fucking goofball too. Because it'd be unusual right. for me to do that. And so this is a part mm -hmm. of comedy that it's just you want to bang your head against the wall when people don't get it. It's like, it's like I, I shouldn't have to explain this like I'm talking to a toddler. It's like – it's right. funny when it's funny when this thing doesn't normally happen. So it's funny, like you're explaining to a three-year-old. Well, what I like is, you know, I, I kind of, in the past couple of years, I've been living with this philosophy. And um, since about 2014, when all this stuff started, I've had this whole philosophy where I view the world as writing its own jokes inherently. And a perfect example of that recently has been the, the GameStop training. Yeah, I was going to mention that. That looks so much to me like a, a bit in a movie. Or uh, I thought it was. Know. I really thought it was. When well, I do you want to explain it, the like, context? Yeah, I'll go ahead and explain the context. If you haven't seen it, the GameStop training is a video where a transgender man who on record, had just transitioned, meaning he just dressed up like a woman that day. Oh, my I, I didn't know this when I first saw the video. He goes into GameStop, and apparently an employee misgenders him and calls him sir. And this oh. guy, he looks like one of my first bosses from when I sold... I had a boss that was a bodybuilder in uh, high <laughs> yeah. school, and I sold comic books for him. He looks like the, this guy with makeup. Pretty jacked He's guy, pretty man, manly, like masculine-looking guy. It's not a feminine-looking guy. It's it's man. It's man. It's not sir. Call me sir. Yeah, he's and yelling then, in this manly voice too. He trashes the store and storms out. Oh my gosh! And you know when I thought this whole hilarity was going to be over, they gave uh -huh. him a local news interview. Oh, dear God. And 
I'm just like, when I saw it, I thought this was a character in a Sasha Baron Cohen movie or something like that. Like, <laughs> Jack Ash was filming a new movie and they no one yeah. like because I just couldn't imagine something just that because mm-hmm. it's like it's like one of those just perfect jokes, you know. And I I had a similar right. situation when I was working uh, in retail, and there was this this guy came in to buy a. He's buying drywall, and right. it was a similar situation. It's just a dude with makeup on and long hair, and it just—it's it, like the joke. I can't remember. There's a John Mulaney that does the joke about the drag queens and how their version of a woman is just a really douchey guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that's so. the interaction I had with this guy. He's just like not—he's not acting feminine at all. He's just. We just stand there with drywall. We stand there and we cut up drywall and everything. It's like, I'm just like, what? what? You know, it just left me in the state of confusion. It's like, yeah, you're trying to destroy gender norms, but mm-hmm. you, like, nobody's fooled, you know? Right. Well, well, before we get too far off on the transgender thing, yeah. um, I, I don't want to get too too much further off. Yeah, that, that could track, be that but... could be a whole other s- subject. I mean, that would be an interesting podcast actually to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, um, I mean, the point there, the point that I'm making there is like unusual things are funny, and then also historically, comedy is a way for people to deal with tragedy. Now, like I said, you don't yeah. want to go up to the girl who's who's kid just died or something i mean and 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 tell her and start making cracking jokes well well at least that's one less mouth to feed uh you don't (laughs) uh, little rascal he was he was kind of a shitty kid anyway uh he he never made his bed uh he always he never ate his vegetables kind of good riddance you know you don't go up and say that to one of those people but as far as national tragedies and especially on stage you you can't no comedian can say he's trying to offend someone also, you don't want to offend people, I don't think, generally. I think comedians are just trying to get the laugh. And people like me, yeah. I have a, a messed up sense of humor. You know, I think all three of us probably do, judging by our After Hours podcast. Uh, check it out. And um, yeah, we, we all have sick sense of humor. Now, the other part problem you have when you tell people they can't joke about this is you're basically telling a whole – a lot of people, a whole faction of people that they're not allowed – their yeah. sense of humor shouldn't be accepted and you're not allowed to have fun. Like, oh, I'm not allowed right. to laugh when, when Louis C.K. makes a joke about a school shooting that I think's funny. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to have a dark sense of humor is kind of where it ends up being. And that ends up being kind of fascist in its own way, which is you're saying my sense of humor isn't valid. Mm-hmm. It's like I should right. be able to – and then and now you're saying I shouldn't be able to have fun or I can't I, – I'm not allowed to laugh like everyone else because no one else, no one's allowed to make the jokes that I think are funny. Right, and that's yeah, how I, I yeah. think that. I mean, just to make one last point. Um, I mean, go, being someone who's had issues with depression and and things like. I mean, a lot of my friends I've talked to, especially our generation, have had yeah. run-ins with depression and had times of of thinking, you know, suicidal thoughts and stuff. All those people uh-huh. that I know are constantly joking about it, and it's a lot of oh, times yeah. the people I see that get the most offended when you make a suicide joke is the people who are putting on an act. And in reality, so when uh-huh. you do deal with those things, it's you know it's 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 a weird tension relief, and it's it makes things feel a little bit better to be able to joke about the tragedy, you know, 
Because life, right, imagine yeah. how horrible life would be if you couldn't make jokes about tragic situations. It, you, mm. you know, pe more people would be killing themselves, I think. If I didn't have humor, I think I, you know, I don't, who knows what I would have done at some point. Like, it's, it's, right. I think it's so important. So in order, so when, when you try to get, when you try to tell people they can't joke about things, it's like, man, you're, you're you could mm. be really fucking with someone's. I don't know. Like you could be, you you know, that could be their way of of getting through life. Like that's how they get through a hard day is to be able to go and watch someone make you know outlandish, crazy jokes. Uh, yeah. Mhm. Mm yeah. No, I I definitely understand the uh, the joking and and stuff like that. I think I think it it's very. Um, you have to be very careful, especially with the 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 violent jokes and stuff like that. Only because you know. Uh, some people do it as like a, a cry for help where, you know, you can't, you can't tell what's going on or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do understand joking about something to make light of the situation. Um, but it does become a problem. And this is, this is very interesting because it, it, it does tackle the whole like censorship thing when people get their panties in a wad and they just can't let shit go. Um, you know, the, the hell, uh, hell Hitler with the, with the dog or something like that, which is yeah. really, really sad that he got sent to jail um, or that he even I don't, I don't know that he did. I don't whatever. know if he went to jail. Yeah, okay. but. but that's, that's really retarded. Um, and so I, I think that... Um, we just need to uh, not be such pussies, um, and we need to have discretion and be able to um, discern whether something is worth getting our panties in a wad. And, um, I, you know, it's, um, I don't know, you, you did ta tackle the whole like PewDiePie thing and all of that, yeah. and, and he was joking. Uh, it, it's it's just really sad that you know how far down our, our society has come um, that they get really so offended um, so easily. Well, what, what, what's funny to me is that it's it's my generation, the, mm -hmm. the very same generation that growing up told some of the most offensive and messed up jokes I'd ever heard in my life. That you know, yeah. old you know, the last two generations, and then. Oh, we can't we can't make these jokes. We might hurt someone's feelings. Like, mm -hmm. really? Like, you know, and it's coming from the guy that told uh, some of the sickest, you know, sex jokes I've ever heard in my life, or some of the just, you know, most, which you know, used to tell you know gay jokes every day of his life is suddenly offended by. Oh, mm -hmm. we we can't say that anymore. Like, you know, you, yeah, someone yeah. that was so open-minded just, you know, has become a bastion of, you know, safe spaces. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, we, funny we, enough. We just that... have to, we just have to pretend that, oh, yeah, this is totally rational that we just ban everything that slightly makes us uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things Louis said in that leaked set was uh, he actually made a joke about how he thought that he was he thought he was kind of looking forward to when he's old and all the young kids are you know being 
saying nasty stuff and he's going to be the old guy who's, you know, he's like, man, I can't, the next generation is going to be crazy. And he's talking about how in a weird way, the younger people are all the ones who are offended. It used to be the old people get offended and the young people push the boundaries. And it's this weird reversal right now where all these young people are the ones that are getting so offended by everything. Yeah. It is interesting. Well, I, I thought it was great because he got into the whole, yeah, that whole dynamic of how disappointed he was in the next generation. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all the crazy stuff he wanted, you know, he was looking forward to seeing us do. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember the quote, but it was something, you know, something on the lines of, you know, just these pathetic wimps that are, you know, hiding in the corner. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. mm. Yeah, it's pretty funny, uh, just talking about them being whiner babies and stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, South Park's been tackling this whole thing the last couple of years too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever happened to the balls we used to have? I, I I feel like it is something that needs to continue to be attacked, not to be edgy, but just to get people to like, hey, like this is, it's ridiculous that we can't talk about this subject or we can't joke about this. Yeah. Well, and, and, and to yeah. be real, uh, you know, to be real about it for a minute, in, in everyday life, uh, it's pretty rare. Maybe it's just the circles I run in. Um, even But here's the thing. Even the more liberal people I know, that's the thing. I don't think every liberal should be lumped in with the crazy PC people because average people that I talk to, like mm-hmm. as, even even liberal, like average liberal People, college kids that I talk to, none of them are that way about like comp, like like they might have slightly different standards and they might be more right. protective of you know certain classes or whatever. But I don't most most of the people I've talked to, liberal or not, my age aren't aren't these crazy PC wussies. So I do think it's just a mm-hmm. really loud voice. Um, you know, I, I do think it's yeah. a small. It's a small minority making really a lot of noise, and I think it. The problem is we really need to kind of abolish and reform our whole journalism, like journalism at the moment, because yeah, the problem is when you have these huge, like Wall Street Journal and these huge, you know, well-respected news sources. Not anymore, but these respected news sources saying, you know, you know, trying to censor everything and make big news about mm-hmm. it. It's like every average. It's probably like one in ten people that you talk to averagely who might actually get offended. Probably way less than that. Like, in real life, yeah. it's not actually as big of a deal. You know, then again, right. I live in Kansas and, you know, my circles are probably slightly more conservative, but well, I do think that there is an aspect of it that is just people being really, lo- like, you know, really loud. Every mm. day. And I'm not exaggerating. Okay, you probably remember, Matt, way back, um, I used to somewhat enjoy the Huffington Post because they always had, nice, you know, these strange articles and it was, yeah, it was informative and every, wait, you know, it was I, actually good? I, it was all right, but it wasn't covering hardcore news. It was, it, it was still left, it was still left leaning yeah. kind of, but it yeah. was, it was more uh-huh. respectable. But, oh, okay, okay. Um, now, you know, I have this news app every day. There's some stupid article about some dumb thing mm-hmm. that nobody thought about or got offended by that's suddenly offensive. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, 
you know, the, the, the Huffington Post could have an entire hour-long comedy routine just about how ridiculous their standards are. Yeah. But, but I, I digress. It's, it's something that's, this is an issue that's become so ingrained in our generation, it's ridiculous. Yeah. To the mm. point where, you know, Gen Z, you know, people born uh, after 2001, yeah. they're, you know, there, there's a, a trend statistically that I read uh, the other day that they're taking a more conservative turn. Mm -hmm. Because they find, you know, us, the millennials, ridiculous. So we're literally yeah. the, the easily offended old people that we never thought we would be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm 25. <laughs> okay, I'm not old yeah. enough to be offended at a 15-year-old making a, a dick joke. I'm sorry. I'm probably yeah. going to laugh with him. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's, so, you know, I, I guess there's more hope in the next generation. You know, maybe our generation... Could be uh, taken out behind the bar and shot because we screwed off so much, but because we, you know, it's yeah. we just it's become so ingrained in us. This what really is a uh, almost a religion of uh, mm. a religion of what we call tolerance, which is really just a form of fascism, right? You know, just a form of social fascism. Yeah. Wow. Well, I Are you good? I'm going to just say, uh, and also just to, you know, just because we have harped on the comedy part of it, it seems like obviously all of us are kind of on team comedy, like, you know, let the comedians be comedians. But to, uh -huh. to also be fair to the point where it's like, there, you do still have to have tact in everyday life. Um, mm -hmm. And I think there is a line, and really this I think mostly only applies, I think if you're on, once you're on stage, I think it's a show. Um, and I don't think any comedians up there not trying to get laughs. I think anyone who's up there is just trying to get the crowd to laugh. Um, but wow. in everyday life, you do have you do see people who have a hard time towing the line and when's the right time to make jokes and when are you actually you know being a dick and i've I've been right. that person before you know so i but i I did get mm. to a point where it's like well you know there really is you do still have to find the line now where the line is at that's the tough part it's kind of subjective people are different but you you don't you you don't want to be ridiculous um you don't want to be so anti-PC that you're being a dick to every single person around you who has different beliefs than you, or you right. know, or go out of your way. You know, maybe there is a transgender person, and maybe you don't agree with that or whatever that you work with mm -hmm. or something, and you're being a, you know, you don't want to be a, you don't want to just go out of your way to make their life miserable or something, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, making constantly cracking jokes if it really bothers them, mm -hmm. and you know, so. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, like, there, it is important to see the line, especially in real life. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think, I guess we can all probably agree, on stage, I think anything goes. And and in real life, I don't think, I do think some people can be too uptight, so you got to kind of watch that line. But there is, you know, you still have to watch the line of, you know, when is, when he, what is okay. Like, you, you can't just... You can't just go around being a dick to everyone and then say, "Oh, you're offended. That's your fault." <laughs> like, hey, you're hey, you're really fat. You should go on a diet, Tubby Lumpkins. 
and then they start crying in the corner uh -huh. eating a Big Mac, and you and you're just like, "Oh, you're fucking offended. That's your fucking fault." You know, it's like you do not. No one wants to be that douchebag. So, especially considering right. you could be offended. There's, I'm sure there's things people could say to me that would hurt me or offend me. So, right, yeah, it's you know. So that's where I think that's the important thing. But anyway, do we want to go ahead and we're we're coming up on an hour. Do we want to do some closing statements, or does anyone have anything else to say? Um, I I think what I've got left would be a closing statement. So. Okay. All right. Well, I kind of almost did my closing statement, but uh, I mean, just I guess just to kind of go over my my thoughts. Well, yeah, I mean, I kind of just did, but basically, it's like you really you can't start drawing lines for comedians uh, on stage. You just you can't draw lines mm -hmm. because that's your line. You know, it's yeah. it's that thing where people's always like, oh, if everyone just did, was my exact political beliefs, then it'd be utopia. It's like, no, it'd be utopia for you. And that's the problem yeah. when you start drawing lines in the sand. It's like, yeah, maybe not everyone wants to live in behind that line, you know? So right. yeah. So it's like, no, just let them do what they do. If you you can criticize the joke, you can say that's not fun. You can say it's not funny or it was done poorly or whatever. But don't mm. ever say you can't talk about this. And and also right. in real life, you also don't want to you're not, you know you don't want to use the excuse of people being easily offended as an excuse to be an asshole. So that's that's yes. sort of my my closing thoughts on it. But. Yeah. No, I I do not have any closing thoughts. I've pretty much said all that all I need to say. Yeah. But. Right. Mm -hmm. Well. Well, I I guess I would want to end with this. Uh, I what I really view this as as a mainly an issue of freedom of speech. And mm -hmm. if we truly value freedom of speech, that means allowing people we disagree with to voice their opinions, whether we're offended by them or not. Yeah, you know, oh, absolutely. Um, when a comedian is on stage, you know, he's giving a performance, and you don't have to watch mm -hmm. it. If you, if you know he's a comedian you don't like, don't sit and watch him just so you can post it, his offensive routine to all your... Facebook moms so they can get offended and gripe with you because you're not accomplishing anything. Um, right. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it actually does end up hurting the other person who is trying to get their thoughts out, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, th there have been cases where even I myself have been offended, but I have never, I don't believe I've ever once gone out and attacked, tried to attack a comedian or try to badmouth them on social media because... You know, everybody's got their, their own opinions and their own convictions in life, whether you agree or not, you know, religiously or politically. So just, you know, just let people have their fun. You know, stay out of the way. And unless you, you know, see a comedian out there calling for physical violence against a certain group or, you know, act, actually encouraging harmful behaviors like that, you really have no right to go after them. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's what I got. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's it's such a really... it's an interesting it's an interesting topic, and I'm sure it's something yeah. maybe not exactly the comedy and offense part of it, but I'm sure in the future right. it's it's definitely just the whole PC thing is going to be you know some a recurring subject. I'm sure just on different levels. Um, oh yeah, I'm really but, I'm really glad how it, it just kind of.
uh, went there and I do, uh, I did definitely like the, like the topic that you had, um, that you had chosen. So, cause I, I figured it would get there at some point. I just didn't, I didn't know exactly yeah. when. I just, yeah. it's just something that's been on my mind the last couple of weeks. And so it was actually a good, mm -hmm. good, just, uh, just event about it a little bit because it, it, it gets extreme. The Louis CK thing, uh, just was extremely frustrating to me that people, the way people were acting because it, it right. It's, it's sort of, it, you know, it feels like, you know, if you're, it feels like if you're apes and you evolve into humans and you build a city. Mm -hmm. But then you're still, you know, crapping in your hand and throwing at it at each other. That's what it feels like sometimes. It's like, <laughs> didn't we, didn't we evolve past this? Did we, did we not? Do we not? We still don't understand comedians. Like, how how long yeah. are we gonna have this battle? And I think it's just gonna be something that's always gonna be around. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Do you want to close this out? Oh, by the way, that was a great description of San Francisco. <laughs> Uh, Wait, I, have I miss the, it. What? The, I heard there's a lot of dirty hippies there, actually. Oh, anyway. okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you very much, Matt. Uh, I really appreciate the uh, discussion. And then uh, Evan for uh, definitely uh, bringing that back to like the, the freedom of speech and, and censorship. Um, so that, 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 was, that was really good. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, um, I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do next week, but we will let you guys know. So we will see you guys next week, and you guys have a great day. Thank you guys so much for watching.